biggest takeaway that I have from that particular episode and just Andrew in general is, you know, I mean, it's the name of his company, Delivering Value. It's when does the customer, like when you're thinking about activation moments, think about when the user gets value and use that to define your activation moment as opposed to when you um, as the company get value. Hey everyone, thank you for another season of uh, the Behind the Experience. It is 2023 right now and uh, my co-host here, Lila and I are just going to be reviewing some of our favorite episodes from 2022. Lila, how are you doing? How's your 2023 so far? Oh my gosh, coming in hot, cold and hot at the same time. (laughs) Looking at a lot of snow right now up in uh, my corner of the world, but also mm. feeling very busy and feeling very hot in the in the in the product world. A lot, we're working on a lot of stuff over here at AppQs and been typing like the cat at the keyboard, uh, trying to get stuff out. So it's been really fun in the start of the year. How, how about you, Ramley? How'd you have a good holiday? How's your I 2023 had, had a great holiday. Yeah, I, I reviewed my uh, 2022 uh, reflection and it's been a oh. great year. A lot of stuff for AppQs, a lot of stuff. Personally, I I'm, I became a father for the first time. So That's uh, right. Congrats. Yeah. So Papa Rams. Papa <laughs> rents yeah it's a good way to put it i love it but i'm also excited for you 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 moved over to product management function now at app so you're going to be actually creating some new futures uh which yeah uh, we can share any but i'm super excited for you what you're doing there yeah um if any AppQ's customers are listening to this and i hope they are or watching definitely contact me lila at appqs.com i'm working on some new stuff related to visualizing, connecting experiences, making sure that they all are working together and you know what's going on. So that's my little my little sneak peek. Uh, I did an eyebrow bounce for those who are on, uh, <laughs> on audio. So please definitely contact me, LinkedIn, whatever, um, and let me know if you're an AppQ's customer and you'd like to jump on the phone with me and Ale, the person who's been doing the actual designs and, and see nice. what we've been working on. I'll have that email in the show notes for people to just click it. But today we're going to be recapping some of our favorite episodes, some of the stuff that we really, really uh, found and memorable for us. For people who are joining the show for the first time, tuning in, I think this is a good place to just recap where you know some of our best episodes so far. So let's kick things off. Lila, what's, what's one episode that you found really, really great and really memorable? Yeah, I mean, of course, so hard to choose. I mean, <laughs> so hard to choose, especially since, um, you know, the, ma- the majority of the episodes that I'm on are our customers. So I love every single one of y'all, perfect little snowflakes. And I love all of the things that we talked about. But just there are a few that really resonated to me and uh, had a really good time. And I thought that there was a lot of good information shared. Uh, one of those that stuck out to me was uh, our friend Alessio joining us from Hotjar. Uh, Hotjar is an awesome user feedback tool, and they use a variety of ways to um, onboard new users. And they have like a very common onboarding uh, new user activation uh, problem 
which is they have a, a JavaScript uh, piece to install. And so that's kind of a big hurdle in order to get the value out of the product. Um, AppQ says the same thing. So it's a little bit close to home. Maybe I'm a little biased as to why I picked this particular one as one of my tops. But I think Alessio does a really nice job of walking through their story, uh, how they me were measuring that, the iterations, and his product design perspective is a really nice one to have in this particular example. So I definitely recommend uh, people digging into that. You'll see some good examples from Alessio. And then also, like, we have some good discussions about indicators and how those can drive user engagement. So Definitely one of my faves, Hotjar and Alessio. Thank you so much for joining us for that one. That was a good time. Rimley, what about you? I mean, I really enjoy that one as well. I would say, um, I think the other thing that Hotjar does well is like they, if I remember correctly, they would figure out exactly what platform your website is on. So it's like WordPress or Webflow or something else and get you the instructions specifically to your platform. I think that's a challenge you're right people face is like sometimes you have to figure that out really really well as well yeah and then the other thing that they have a great example of is jobs to be done right they ask a jobs to be done question like what are you here to do and they have really good examples of like ux writing and visual screens for setting that up they are using like a full built out um screen for that example you can easily do that in app as well and like validate and test which i think they talked about doing so if i get it correctly but yeah i really enjoyed all of their kind of customization and how they made it a very personalized onboarding experience. Uh, talking about customization and jobs to be done, I think another one of my really favorite ones is with uh, with Wistia. I think we both are big fans of Andrew Kaplan and what the work he's done there. Uh, one thing they did really well, his work was around trying to get people, trying to understand why people are signing up for Wistia. He talked about full story Friday and making sure that they're observing where things can break down and using that to figure out the goals of people signing up and uh, creating an experience that is segmented and personalized for each of those goals. We've both talked about how I believe your word is the holy grail of onboarding is <laughs> segmented, personalized experience. And uh, we all we look up to what he's done there. Uh, and I know he's done his work at at Postscript as well, and now he's doing his own thing with delivering value. But I think that's another good one that, that showcases jobs to be done really, really well for that. Yeah, I mean, Andrew is just, he's one of the best, um, <laughs> big fan. And I think the the biggest takeaway that I have from that particular episode and just Andrew in general is, you know, I mean, it's the name of his company, Delivering Value. It's when does the customer, like when you're thinking about activation moments, think about when the user gets value and use that to define your activation moment as opposed to when you um, as the company get value. So he has a lot of examples for that. And, you know, just one that we, we talk a lot about it because ever since that episode, I was so keyed into that. And we, I, we talk a lot about it in other episodes as well. But it's really interesting because it's often a little bit further down the journey than you would expect. It's not necessarily when they do when they do a first action. It's more when something comes back and they see the value out of the platform. So highly recommend tuning in and, and getting um, your hands on Andrew's content. 
for, for helpful tips like that really helps you orient your thinking in the right way. In the second favorite episode, what is your, you know, and not necessarily favorite because that's not fair because it's like trying to pick out which one's your favorite child. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. What is your next most memorable one that you like? Oh, that's a cool one. This people should check out for sure. Well, of course, I'm going to pick another AppQ's customer, Chris Chichak over at Thinkific. And I believe we are also Thinkific customers now, Ramley, correct? Yes, we are. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So love it when it all comes together. But they had another segmented jobs to be done example, which just falling in love with day by day. Um, and we're using checklists for that as well. So they were using uh, checklists within AppQ's and then kind of ended up building those out in their actual app to mimic that and we have another example that i'll talk about later with someone who did that as well so loving the pattern that i'm seeing but like between all of these examples where they're all appqs customers they're all using appqs in different ways and a lot of it is to validate and iterate on ways that they think the customer experience will be improved. And these are like product designers, customer marketing people. They're like, oh, I have this idea. I'm going to try it out and get get it validated with AppQs. I'm going to show that it works. And then I'm going to go back to my teams and say, hey, we can do this like as a full feature as well. I love seeing that. I think it's like a really not unique use case for AppQs, but an exciting one that yeah, is a little bit unsung because you can also just leave them up full time. But if you have the resources to have product designers go in and make your flows into full-fledged features and products, well, that's really freaking cool. So totally. I really liked seeing that at, at Thinkific as well. The other thing that I really like what they've done really well is they've. when we think about onboarding, we often think of it as just product stuff but they have a lot of content that guides uh how you know what they do is they help people create courses and sell it but like who is your ideal student profile and they have a content for that like how do you create your first lesson so i think often the friction is not inside the product itself but it's helping people set up their something uh outside of the product could be potentially and they've provided guides and resources there really really well so i think that's a uh, good way of using content and marketing to help onboard it's not just a product thing i know lala you're in the product team now but you know you have your heart <laughs> in marketing so I feel like about marketing now. <laughs> your heart is still marketing i believe you'll come back to yes. the marketing side eventually or mash the two uh, product and marketing together one day yes i mean i believe that like what we build at appqs is an automation tool in many ways right and a lot of that is automated delivering of content, which is what marketers do in, in many ways. And I that's a great call out with Thinkific and their content, you know, supported onboarding. At Litmus, we saw uh, a ton uh, when I was uh, running onboarding there, we saw a ton of improvement whenever we put the rele right relevant content mm -hmm. in front of the user at the right times that was related to the feature, but it wasn't like, here is a blog post on how to use feature. It was like, Here's a blog post explaining, and I'm not just doing the features versus benefits thing. It's more like the context with mm. actual examples of it and how it how it's beneficial rather than just like rewording features as benefits. Because I think we did that for a little while in B2B SaaS and it, it, that's not so much. That's not, that's not it. That's true. That makes a, makes a ton of sense. It's my turn to share one of my- Yeah, your one. turn now. <laughs> 
In terms of another memorable one, I would say it's Trainwell with Taylor. Uh, I yes. really like his, his work. I think one of the things that really stood out for me, I remember him telling a story of how in the beginning when they created their onboarding for Trainwell, they did it like a 14-step product tour. And like, you know, oh, their target audience is busy. They want to be ha- uh, hands-on. And their uh, experience with that is actually totally bombed. <laughs> and they switched totally to like using hotspots uh, and more subtle videos, showing videos through hotspots and making it more contextual and actually improve their experience. And there is definitely that tension between like very hands-on, uh, in-your-face onboarding to more uh, suggested and more subtle onboarding and totally understanding who your audience is and ex- finding the balance experiment with the two is super important. So I enjoyed that one with uh, Torino. That was a good good uh, insight that I still share with other people as examples of experimenting and finding that balance with um, more in-your-face and more subtle onboarding. Yeah, that's a great example. I I love Taylor and Trainual. I'm a little bit obsessed. I like their marketing. <laughs> well, especially they have a special place in my heart because they're a tool focused on SMB, you know, mm. mid-market um, business owners, small business owners, HR people. That's a, a group I love working with. And there's a lot of fun things that you can do in, in that messaging there because there's a lot of active users going into your product. And Trainual's launched a bunch of cool things outside of their product as well, like some actual hardware um, devices, like nice. Trainual tags and all these cool things. Look up Trainual. It's a great, <laughs> a great product. And I agree. One of the things that I noticed that was really cool in that episode was their combination of like using a banner and hotspots, exactly what you said, Renly, like the in your face kind of onboarding versus more like passive. I usually call it like active, passive or embedded. And I talk a little bit about those different experience types at AvQs and like knowing which user segments kind of fit into those groups and um, who wants to be bothered and who doesn't. So yeah, love that episode. Highly recommend digging into that one and getting to know what the folks at Trainual are doing because they've got a lot. They've got a lot that's going on and they're they're good at it. <laughs> they're good at it. Awesome. We'll totally agree with that. It's your turn for the final one. What's your third? What's your third memorable uh, episode that people should check out on behind the Okay, screen? well, since you sold train you all from me, just kidding. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, uh, definitely a Weber hits mm. hits very memorable yeah, for me. I love talking to Dan Hanawal over there. He has been a longtime product person at AWeber. And I've known about AWeber for ages, being an email person. Um, and they knowing about their slide in their old office was a thing I'm obsessed with. They used to have a slide in their office. Um, <laughs> I'll always remember that about them. But I thought it was really cool. Dan's perspective, again, this is another group that is was using AppQ's checklist to validate building an in-house checklist and using those learnings. And I just really liked Dan's approach. Again, we're talking to another designer rather than like a marketing person. So it was really interesting how, you know, Dan was thinking about like the activation, um, the new new user success metrics and kind of digging into those areas and using app cues to validate as they go also like kind of peppering in app cues along with their other baked in onboarding flows and 
that's something yeah. I'm really excited to see more of is like AppQ's assisting with, you know, more engineered onboarding as well. So I love talking cool. to Dan. He's got a great head on, on, on his shoulders about onboarding and mm. like what actually makes people, I think, want to go through a checklist or get into the next step. Totally. I think that's another great example of how they segmented and personalized those checklists. If I recall, those checklists were it changes the the list changes based on the goals of the user. So I'm like, wow, like talk about really personalizing that experience. It's not just like, oh, add your profile, send your first email, do this based on your goal, whether it's like making more money with email or growing your list or uh, right. doing something else. They would give you a checklist that's really personalized to that goal and it even reorders the list based on like okay if you're trying to make uh grow your list you should focus first on getting a pop-up on your page versus if you're trying to make money it's like oh how to create offers and uh, things like that so i think that's another really great example of personalizing segmentation yeah absolutely i'm it's it's one of those things that i i think when uh, i can't remember it was one of these three that i have named <laughs> that um, was asking, and I think it might've been Hotjar, but I could be wrong. I was asking the question before having any segmentation, like anything actually set up right. after the journey, which is something I always say don't do, but they actually saw a ton <laughs> of improvement from that. Right. So, so don't listen to me, listen to these people. They know what they're doing. And right. that was a great learning to have. And I think that, you know, uh, Dan said something during that episode that was like, you know, you're not you you're not necessarily your target users. Like, mm. um, you're not the same as your audience. So just getting to know how they work and what they're interested in is a huge plus. I totally <laughs> agree yourself with that. out of it. Yeah, totally true. Well, it's my right, turn. Is it is your turn? Yeah, is this the last <laughs> last one? one? Last memorable one. Yeah. All right. So I would say it is PandaDoc. I remember when we talked to Sheena, oh. it was all about templates. I think that's yes. a big thing that has, has been popping up more and more, how to accelerate people and give them a, a cheat code or a shortcut uh, to experiencing the product's value. And templates is one of them. And they have a bunch of templates for the pro particular product. So I believe it's something that we've been thinking a lot about around like using templates for people who are signing up. I'm not sure if that's in the roadmap, but uh, you know that's for people to check out for sure. I think there's uh, some there's an importance and value to using templates uh, that gets people to experience the product's value quicker than sooner that rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing a wave of templatization across the product-led world and it's not easy. Uh, this mm. is definitely something that you have to spend some engineering effort on. You have to just decide whether it's like what is actually a good template. So this is not one of those projects that you can sort of spin up, but the value that you get out of it seemingly is exponential. Mm. Um, Andrew, our friend, Andrew Kaplan, he's a big promoter of templates and stuff. I definitely check out some of his content around that giving some examples. I'm trying to think of other good examples of folks who have scaled with templates like Canva, obviously, mm. the Miroverse, like those are some good ones. And PandaDoc has a great example of how you can kind of come in and then select what you want to do and then also select from all the templates. And what better than a doc product like mm, to sure. have templates right if you're any kind of product where people are composing something heck yeah throw those templates in there we are working on those at at app for sure 
Um, we have templates now, but they're just buried, you know, mm. they're not as easily surface as easily findable. So that's the other thing that you build templates, make them easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally true. Make it for um, right at the forefront. Well, those are our three favorites. Are there ones that, you know, if you could make, make a logic, magic wand, you can get them on the show. Which ones would you, which kind of brands or companies would you want uh, to bring on the show? I, I already have ones that we have scheduled, like for people to get them excited. We have Vidyard coming up. Hopefully we can Woo! get somebody from Litmus and Zapier. Uh, but like, if you can make a logic, uh, who would you like to appear on the show? Which brands or companies would you like, Lila? Well... Oh, such a laundry list. Um, well, everybody who knows me knows that I have a personal brand affinity for Subway. Subway and Subway. Subway has a pretty good app. I'm a heavy Subway app user. I would be really interested because we have we actually AppCuse has a mobile app right now. Yeah. Um, not sure. Or well, not a mobile app. I'm, I'm sorry. AppCuse has mobile. a mobile product. And so I would love to get more folks who are working on mobile onboarding on the show to learn more mm. about work on, what they're working on and some consumer apps would be interesting. True. Um, so Subway, I'm always looking out for them, seeing what they're doing. If we could ever have somebody from Subway here, would love that. But also, um, I don't think we've had our friends at Mutiny. No, we have not. I asked them. I asked them. They're redesigning their onboarding. So we will get them on as well at some point. Yes. Mutiny. Oh, gosh. Chili Piper. Oh, Chili Piper. You're right. That would be yeah. a fun one. Yeah. What about you, Rams? Who do you want to have on the show? Yeah, I think to your train around B2C, any ones that are like gaming, mobile gaming app related, mm -hmm. I think that would be super interesting because like there's always been this concept that games do it the best because their target audience are super impatient, uh, usually kids, <laughs> people who are like ha has a little, little bit of uh, impatience. So I think that would be interesting if we can get like Clash of Clans or some other mobile. I don't play a lot of mobile app games, but if somebody can come on to talk about, you know, even Minecraft or something really interesting as to how they onboard new gamers to to their game particularly well. Yeah. That would be super interesting because I agree. I'm always learning from um, game tutorials because I am a big gamer. Maybe not mobile oh, always, but yes, I do sure. game a lot. What, what games do you uh, do you play? Maybe you can get somebody from that team <laughs> on the show. Well, I like right now. I've been playing a lot of Crusader Kings Three, but I That's also good. play. It is a mobile game. I've been playing Diablo Immortal lately. I'm a big Diablo and Blizzard head. Been a Blizzard fan for most of my life. Oh uh, yeah, I play all kinds. I'm on Steam, playing stuff, fiddling around. Got my PS as well. Red Dead Redemption, Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona Five, all the hits. So wow. Yeah, and it's a really good place to learn about onboarding. I get so many ideas there. So if there are any folks out there that want to get inspired and don't play video games, just try one because you don't have to play a ton in order to get the onboarding. That's so true. I didn't you know that all of that stuff. I played Red, Red Dead Redemption before, but it's good to know that you uh, are a gamer on its own. <laughs> yes. So any onboarding gamification gaming folks that want to come on, that would be really fun. Learn how we can apply that to some of our other stuff. I would also love to hear from other 
kind of all-in-one tools or multi-product mm. tools like Ege Weber has a couple different tools that they're trying to like uh, get folks into um, just to see how folks deal with that sort of issue and the complicated segmentation for jobs to be done. That's true. So yeah, we could go awesome. on all day. Yeah, we could. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate people for tuning in. You can find out more about yeah, and experience on any podcast platform you use, but also we're on, on the site, goodux.appies.com and just find behind experience. Super excited for this year. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody.